0: Hello and welcome back to Heartblend Podcast. And also, just as a disclaimer, this is not a substitute for any type of mental health counseling. This is simply here to help with having some relief towards easing your anxiety. So as we get into this episode, I want to go over three ways of overcoming our anxiety through short-term ways, midterm ways, and long-term ways of handling our anxiety. So let's go over our short-term ways of handling anxiety. Now this is during our times where we're in the moment, we feel very stressed, we feel a sense of strong anxiousness over a certain situation, we're in that moment and we need some relief. First, I want to go over the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the 10th largest cranial nerve the back of the brain that goes to our face, thorax, and abdomen. The vagus nerve contributes to the flow of the nervous system and our heart rate. So there are many things you can do to help calm and reset your vagus nerve. We can gargle water by easing that thorax that where the vagus nerve is going through. Gargling some water can help to ease that nerve. Splashing some cold water on your face. The nervous system and the vagus nerve is connected to the face so splashing some cold water to reset that vagus nerve. Do some facial massages by relaxing the vagus nerve. Do some deep breathing. This entails taking a deep breath in from your diaphragm all the way up through your throat and then back out. So take a deep breath right now even. And just doing that deep breathing consistently when you're feeling very anxious or upset can really help to reset and calm your vagus nerve. The next thing that you could do is singing or even humming. And this is not about going on American Idol and singing your heart out. This is just simply a technique to help you release and calm your nervous system and calm that vagus nerve. So put on some nice music, put on your favorite song and just sing away. Or you can do some light humming, uh, such as, um... A lot of times you'll notice that in meditations where people will say, um, or ah, holding the mouth wide open, ah, or "oo," making the ooh sound. Doing those simple techniques of humming will actually reset that nervous system as well. Laughter is a big one. So, Take some time and have a good laugh. Watch something really funny. If you're in a high stress situation, excuse yourself for a moment. Maybe go in the bathroom and watch just a quick video or something that makes you laugh and just crack up and just ease that tension. Also, aromatherapy. So it's nice to have some essential oils such as lavender or vanilla. Those smells can actually help with relaxing your vagus system as well. It's right there connected to your face through the nasal cavity, and that will help calm your nerves. So these are some things you can do with resetting the vagus nerve. And I wanna make a quick note here. You notice that we're doing a lot with the nose and the throat and the mouth and different things like that. This is why even smoking or chewing gum seems effective because we're actually utilizing those muscles and we're doing those same techniques. With smoking, you're taking deep breaths. And with gum, you're exercising your facial muscles. So those are the reasons why, if you notice that people pick up those bad habits, they are using those to reset their vagus nerve but you don't actually have to partake in the negative side effects of smoking. You can still do the deep breathing and still get that sense of relaxation and reducing the stress without harming your body. That's something I really wanted you to take note of. So the next thing that I want to talk about are the midterm ways of handling anxiety. And this is your day-to-day activities, things you can do maybe during a difficult or stressful time that may not be so permanent, but you still have to deal with it more consistently than just that one moment. So with dealing with day-to-day anxieties, I want to go over just some quick ways in which we can reduce those anxieties. So number one, I want you to take note of just stop. Just stop. Stop engaging with the topic at hand that's causing anxiety. Refrain from having conversations with others that are creating anxiety. Stop watching mood depressing videos and movies and news and listening to mood depressing music that may cause feelings of fear and negative emotions. Reduce your caffeine intake that also contributes to anxiety. Shut off your phone for some time. Just Break away from your consistent routine that perpetuates that anxiety on a regular basis. Right now, it's really important to break those habits as much as you can so we can get in a moment of reset. So, turn your phone off if you're not able to do it for long periods of time. Just doing it for as long as you can is really helpful, just to give your mind that time to heal and to take a break. From being overstimulated. The next thing to take note of is detoxing. So detoxing your body can actually give your digestive system a break and allow your vagus nerve to reset. So again that vagus nerve travels all the way from the brain through the face into the throat through the abdomen and within our digestive system. So if we can give our digestive system a good break by providing it with some key nutrients to help it cleanse and relax, relax those muscles that are having to do so much work with digesting can really help our vagus nerve. Yoga. Doing yoga daily helps to regulate your nervous system by slowing down the heart rate and provide some calmness each and every day the more that you do it. You can try doing this for even just 10 minutes a day. They have plenty of videos on YouTube. You can do this right at home if you would like, or you can do it outside at a park. Take your phone or iPad and play the video for 10 minutes. Put on some headphones and do some light yoga for 10 minutes a day. You can try diverting your attention by doing some hobbies, going for daily walks, and focus on positive things. So whenever you start to feel that anxiety creep in, or you start to feel those negative emotions, quickly try your best to divert your attention to something more positive. Incorporating massages. If you can get someone to provide you with a nice massage, or even Get a massage professionally on a regular basis, maybe once a month or however you can frequently allow for massages. This will have major benefits to overcoming anxiety. Talk to someone that you trust and allow for yourself to vent, get out your feelings. And if you don't have anyone that you feel you can trust, just at least journal about how you're feeling to get those emotions out. Just refrain from posting and sharing those feelings on social media because that's only going to attract more negative attention or keep you in that sense of anxiousness. Sometimes we gravitate towards posting some type of status or message on social media in that moment when we're feeling very anxious, however You may receive some positive feedback for your anxiousness by someone coddling you or saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I hope you'll be okay, or, you know, you feel like you're receiving some type of attention, like a cry for help by having people reach out to you, so then it perpetuates and it continues to motivate you to feel anxious, so it's best to please keep your emotions and your feelings of anxiety away from social media. The next thing I want to talk about is meditating. Take some time to quiet your mind and slow down. You can lay down, you can sit upright with your legs crossed, or you can sit in a chair with your feet flat on the ground. If you're new to meditation, just listen to some meditation music and zone out for a little bit. Or you can listen to a guided meditation that will kind of give you some instructions to keep your mind focused on the speaker so that You don't have to worry about that negative chatter. And of course, with every series, there will be a guided meditation for each series. And this one will be shortly after this episode. So those are some great midterm tips to helping you with reducing your anxiety. Now we want to shift focus over to our long-term techniques to reducing our anxiety. This is for the times when anxiety becomes prolonged, and you are having that consistent feeling of fear, even when there's nothing to be afraid of. So let's go over some tips towards reducing our anxiety. So number one, avoid avoiding. Avoidance increases anxiety. So your brain loves consistency and patterns, and you only have about a five second window before your brain tries to stop you from taking a new action. The next time you feel the urge to avoid something or to you know, move away from something that you know it's not gonna cause you harm, but you're fearful of doing it, you are f- afraid to have courage in those moments, do something quickly within those five seconds that you have the thought that you wanna do something but then you have that hesitation. So rather it's sending a text to a friend uh, to go somewhere outside of your comfort zone or jotting down something to motivate you or even just continuing to move forward instead of backwards, continue to take those steps each time within those five seconds that your brain says, no, it's dangerous, don't do it. Each time you do this, you're going to begin to teach your brain that it's safe, it's okay. And by doing this over time, then your brain will become rewired to produce less anxiety. Number two is to shift your perspective. So instead of focusing on your fear or anxiety, shift your perspective to something that empowers you. Learn more about the information of what you're feeling anxious about to gain more clarity and understanding about the topic outside of your own perspective. If you have a fear of relationships or intimacy, try thinking of the possible positive outcomes such as happiness or imagine yourself in a loving relationship. You already know what it's like to be alone. So you know that if it doesn't work out, you'll still be okay. You can also change your circle. A lot of times when we are surrounded by certain people or friends, or family members that also have anxiety, it can also make us feel anxious as well. So do a little check-in and take a note of when you are with these people, how do you feel? How do you feel after you have a conversation with someone? How do you feel when you spend time with them? If you are starting to feel anxious every time you spend time with a certain person or a group of people, change your circle and reduce the interactions that you have with the people that may be increasing your anxiety. Next up is to create a risk analysis plan. Look at all the possible negatives of your anticipated event that may trigger your anxiety. Create a way to prepare yourself versus completely avoiding it. Go through the things that challenge you but prepare ahead of time to give yourself the confidence and comfort to move forward. So a quick example would be that if you really want to create a business, but you're so worried that you may not get a loan, or you may not receive the support that you're looking for, or you don't know how to do something to create a business, just start with some small baby steps and plan things out. Don't let those negative thoughts just completely stunt you. Create a backup plan for each task so that you feel more prepared. The next thing I want to mention is to create a nine life category grid. A book I would highly recommend is called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And in the book it mentions to create a grid of nine areas of your life. Now this can include Your work, your romantic relationships, family, self-care, hobbies, personal growth and development, exercise, friends, and spirituality. Of course, you can adjust these boxes to something that is more relative to your life. The idea is to distribute your energy among areas of your life that matter to you. When you put everything into only one or two areas of your life, let's say you only focus on work, and your family. But then you completely forget about your self-care and your growth and development and your spirituality and friends and exercise. A lot of those other areas start to fall short. And on top of that, what also happens is that when we put so much emphasis and so much energy of ourselves into only one or two, when something goes wrong in those areas, we become even more anxious because the weight feels heavier because we put a lot more energy in those areas. So if you distribute it out a little bit more it will help break up those feelings of anxiety in one or two areas and it can help stabilize you when something goes wrong because you have other areas to focus on. So do something each day or each week. You choose the frequency around the topics as your life is not always so easily cut out this way. However, realistically, you do have more time to contribute than you realize. It's just all about how you use it. And these things can be small. It can be just to take 10 minutes of your day to do a face mask for your self-care or one hour of your day to exercise, or 20 minutes of meditation, or simply just calling a friend and chatting for 15 minutes. These don't have to be grand, big activities, but just balancing some things out to help ease the areas of your life. Next up, create a growth or a win journey. Get a notebook and a dry erase board. Set goals focusing on overcoming your fears and easing your anxiety. Track your achievements in three categories, small wins, big wins, and giant wins, towards the things in your life you wish to overcome. Making any progress is big, and it's important to track those advances you make, so allow for this to motivate you instead of your fears. If you have fears surrounding big areas of your life, I would recommend listening to my previous series on breaking up with fear. It gives some great tips that is specific to the different areas that we all deal with, such as fear of vulnerability, fear of abandonment, fear of failure, fear of success, and fear of living. Next up, Change your diet and reduce processed foods and sugar which can provide more stress hormones that can lead to feeling more anxious. Research some good mood boosting foods to increase serotonin and dopamine within your brain. Also change your environment. Every environment holds a consciousness so you can go to an area of low income Or an area of poverty and you can feel the depression, you can feel the anxiousness, you can feel the fear and the heaviness and the negativity within that environment just even driving through it. If you're in this type of environment, you have to work extra hard to go against the grain of what you're seeing on a regular basis. It's a whole entire consciousness of that area. If you have the opportunity to advance in life and to leave this type of environment, it's really, really important to do so because that environment can just kind of keep you stuck in that consistent feeling of anxiety and And your environment is really important because what we feel and see and hear around us really affects us and how we feel on a consistent basis. So your environment should be a priority for you to feel safe, to feel secure, and to feel calm and motivated. What you can do if you're not able to move out of that environment right now, try your best to incorporate some calmness or stress-free zones in your home. Make it a point to create an area of prayer or meditation or just an area to retreat, an area for self-care, anything that can help you to feel more at ease. If you're not able to completely leave that environment, at least just changing your environment within your home or your workspace to keep you in a mentally healthy mindset is going to be most beneficial for you. Up next is to get proper rest. Invest in your sleep. Get nice high quality pajamas such as silk or satin pajamas, things that feel good on your skin, Pajamas that aren't so restrictive or anything like that, that just make you feel nice and comfortable, nice soft material. Invest in a very good mattress that helps you get a good night's rest. Invest in proper pillows so that your head is properly supported, yet comfortable at the same time. Get new sheets that feel very soft and comfortable. Even invest in comfort spray or blackout curtains. All of these things really help to promote a good night's rest, and that is very key to reducing your anxiety. If you start your day without having that good night's rest, you're already setting yourself up for failure at that point. So making sure that you're getting proper rest and good quality of sleep is key. Up next is to change your vocabulary. I've read many books by Tony Robbins and he talks about neuro-linguistic programming and many other psychologists and psychiatrists talk about this as well. The key is to replace negative words with more empowering words. Our brain uses words and language to send further messages to our nervous system. Let's go over a few examples. Key phrase, I can't do this. We can change this to, I can do this, or I choose to do something else. The next phrase, I'm broke. You can change this to, I'm in the process of increasing my funds. Up next, I have to. Change this to, I choose to. The next one is, meeting a deadline. Change this to meeting an accomplishment date. The next one is weakness. You can change this to challenge. So when you say, well, some of my weaknesses are, change this to some of my challenges are. It gives your mind the feeling that it's a challenge, but it can be overcome. It may be an obstacle of what you may have to deal with, but you can actually overcome it. And last but not least, I should. The word should perpetuates a feeling of guilt. So change the phrase I should to I could. Sometimes taking a break and learning a new language can give you a chance to break up your programmed communication. As you haven't learned how to speak fluently enough for negative self-talk, yet in another language. The powerful thing about the brain is that even after you reach full adulthood by age 26, your brain will and can continue to change, and with consistency and repetition, you can change the way your brain seems to control you or cause anxiety to get in the way of your happiness. Anxiety is something we all have as a fear response to protect us in life from danger, so don't expect to become 100% calm at all times. Just practice a healthier way of living to help give your mind a fair chance at supporting you. The other positive note I want you to know about being someone who is very anxious is that you have the power of self-talk and hyperactive thoughts, right? The only thing about it is that it may be in a negative standpoint. Once you shift that mindset to utilizing your anxiousness for positivity and start speaking positive self-talk and having more positive thoughts, you can begin to manifest a more positive life. Instead of beating yourself up or feeling bad for being anxious or having anxiety, start to use it to your advantage by becoming a master manifester with your overthinking and consistent self-talk. This concludes our episode on overcoming anxiety. Up next, we will have a nice, calming, relaxing guided meditation on easing our anxiety. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Hard Blend Podcast.